This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. No, no, Loki. No. Not nearly the same. There's just there's joy in the way that you're singing it, but there's not joy in I think just the happenings of the world. That's fair. That is established within Loki at this point. I don't know. Loki seems like he's having a blast. <laughs> is he though? Sometimes he seems like he's working a lot. Like he's constantly just scheming, conniving, and you're just like Loki, man. Just sit back, and enjoy. Right. Enjoy your cool jacket and your popped collar <laughs> and your long hair. <laughs> You tool. We are talking about episode number two of Loki called The Variant. And it's pretty much the episode we get introduced to uh, the, the Halloween costume that everyone's going to do from now on. Yep, absolutely. I'm convinced. Give me that Because it's so jacket. simple, so cheap. It says Variant on the back and I'm done. All those idiots putting on the Joker makeup still? Nah. <laughs> just put on a, a shirt and tie, a little skinny tie, and then just put on the Variant jacket. Yeah. And now you're a Loki man. Done. Now you're a Variant. You are a version of, of Loki. It's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely, is amazing. Super easy. Party City is just gonna lock that up. Be like, they're right, <laughs> they're right. I think it's fair that we should just probably get into this thing because a lot happens. A here. lot happens. So yeah, I think that's probably the right move. We start off with the Marvel fan. Oh, Jakino's back. Feels like we're home. Jakino's back, and it's beautiful, and I love it. And it made me so happy. It made me so happy. What I don't know if I like yet is the Marvel Studios in a green. I love it, and it's unnerving to me i enjoy it i like that gold sheen to it too it's just it works it does work it felt like it sat there for a long time it did i don't know why i agree it was very weird was like, did my did it freeze what's going on i woke up at 6 a.m to watch this thing just because i knew i wasn't gonna have any other time to watch it the day it came yeah. out and i'm like i had the coffee next to me doesn't mean it was in my face yet and i'm watching i'm like did this freeze <laughs> i'm glad we had the same <laughs> thought there like it seemed frozen and then I knew it wasn't frozen because we went to Oshkosh, Wisconsin in 1985 to a Renaissance film. As you do. As you always do. And of course, classic Renaissance attire, the TVA is going to show up out of costume. Oh, like the asses jerks. that they Hey, are. some of us need this. <laughs> I love that line so much. <laughs> I just like think of like a furry. Just like, I need this. I need to be a squirrel in a hotel lobby every now and yeah. then. Or else I just can't feel like me. So what are you what are you doing in here? Dressed up with your weird armor and whatnot. It's 1985, <laughs> and this is a Renaissance fair, which means everybody's in costume. Now Chivalry's not dead. I've been to a Ren fair or two, and not even close to half of the people were in costume. But have you been to one in 1985 in Oshkosh, Wisconsin? No, I think that's where I went wrong. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Maybe don't open your mouth unless you know what you're talking about. <laughs> My bad. All right. <laughs> go back to the silent thing. There's some sort of weird voiceover in like this circus type tent of a battle for the princess's hand. And then of course a hand touches one of the TVA officers and she's, you know, not doing great anymore cuz she's possessed. Exactly. She's got those glowing green eyes. You don't want glowing green eyes. Usually a bad sign. Yellow eyes? You're Scott Farkist. Green eyes? You're under a Loki. You, you or, done or been Lokied. She's going to kick everybody's ass. 
Yeah, Hunter C20, uh, played by Sasha Lane. She goes on a, on a tirade here. She absolutely does, but then she gets kidnapped at the end because the what the cloaked figure took back the power or whatever and dragged her. So now we got a hostage situation. We do. This is the first hostage that the cloaked figure's taken. And then naturally, since we just had this big, quick action scene, we get to see Loki at a desk. Of course. Juxtaposition. He's a suit now. <laughs> so good. I like that he's being quizzed by Miss Minutes, this cartoon version that's like hologrammed onto his desk, and he just starts whacking her with a newspaper. And she's dodging it, which makes me question AI a lot. Yeah. Miss Minutes right there, knowing that she's going to possibly feel something if that newspaper hits her. Uh, they're going to take over the world one day. We know this already. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't really consider the sentience and the the feeling of a uh, of the holographic Miss Minutes. She went and hid in the computer. Yeah, even after she's like, "This is my safe space." It's like, oh, that's actually a totally different issue now. This is like an abusive relationship. <laughs> Does Miss Minutes feel pain? I don't know, and maybe we'll find out. <laughs> So Mobius wants to bring Loki into the mission because he is Loki. They're hunting a Loki. He is a Loki. He's probably got some insight. You would think so. You would hope so. I like how we get to see that there's a lot of different Lokis. It's established right away that there's many a Loki. I I really want to learn about this timeline where Loki wins the Tour de France. (laughs) I found that one especially intriguing. Now you see what I did was I... I hologrammed only one testicle. And that's how I was able to be so aerodynamic. I'm so happy we could joke about that bastard. Yeah, finally, you know. <laughs> Dodgeball, there's a cameo that doesn't age well at all. Oh, wow, how about that? You just gotta, you know, go out there and do it. You were doping. He sure was. I like how we get also a little bit of an insight into Loki's powers. You get illusion projection versus duplication casting. Kind of nice how they break that down. That will definitely come back. They spent too much time on it for it not to come back in a plot point. There's an awful lot of time of him just being like, no, those are two different powers. Okay. <laughs> Loki gets really jazzed when he finds out that there is an audience with the timekeepers on the table if he does a good job, probably. Maybe. It, it's, it's a possibility. <laughs> it's up in the air, for sure. Something Mobius hints at. So they are going to go into the timeline, in, uh, into... Oshkosh, Wisconsin in 1985. Of course, Loki gets to wear that sweet jacket. It's a very cool jacket. I love the new costume. It's just a jacket that says Varian on the back. I like how he feels like, yeah, I'm part of the team. This is great. It's like squeak and basketball. Yeah. yeah. And then he turns around and you see Varian on the back. He's like, guys, you rip on me 13 or 14 more times. <laughs> I'm going to take over the TVA. I love it. They go to Wisconsin and Loki is noticing a scheme and he thinks that the tent and hostage situation is a trap. Or at least, he tries to convince everybody that that's what he thinks. He keeps talking for a long time, and I like how you have B-15, that officer. She keeps saying, this timeline's getting close to the red. When it gets to the red, we're past the reset point. That's not good. But I like how he just keeps talking as that line gets closer and closer to the red. I like how he's trying to build his own tension. He's really such a showman. Yeah, yeah. And I like that at some point, Mobius just calls him on. He's like, he's lying. Go ahead, do the thing, reset it. Wow, you nearly had me there. Oh, wow. I still don't know, has he said wow at all? Because No, I think that Kevin Feige is standing there with lit, like an actual gun offset <laughs> saying, if you say it, I swear to God, I'm going to get Luke. That's amazing. They put a, a wow shock collar on him. If he starts to say a word that starts with W, they zap him. 
Right. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, I'm saying well. I like how we also get to see them reset the actual timeline. Now you see these weird waves come out from the actual reset charge. Yeah. And you see things disappearing. It reminded me a lot of WandaVision, which made me really happy. It did, didn't it? But I like how we actually get to see what's physically happening. Right. Here. It's it's erasing something... all the different things. Changes. Exactly. Yeah. Mobius is going to go see Ravona. Ravona. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she's dressing down Mobius for botching the mission. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's like, it's interesting because she's not happy with him, but she's also like, we're friends. So like, I'm not going to yell at you, but like, you should know. If this, if this Loki messes up again, he's got to go. He's going to have to get got. So, you know, wrangle in the Loki. Exactly. And I like how she has him like sign a form because bureaucracy, of course, this thing is like a performance review. Yeah. <laughs> like proper. And it makes me wonder where she's following this thing. I don't know, but I can't believe they're making me question office structure within the TVA. <laughs> For real. We also find out that Mobius has never met the timekeepers. Which is amazing to me. That is a, a weird twist there. You're like, I feel like you should have met him by now for some reason. For some reason. I like that he keeps dangling this meeting with the timekeepers over Loki, but he's never even met him. Exactly. And I also like how he has this Franklin D. Roosevelt High School pen, and he says, oh, it must be from that analyst you keep on the side. Yeah. he's. Uh, that makes me have a lot of questions I have again. So many questions about the relationship between these two. So Mobius and Loki are going to kind of start the bromance, I feel like, in a weird way, because Mobius lays it out. He's like, either I see you, Loki, as the sad, broken character, or I'm going to tell you whatever I need to tell you in order to get the job done. You pick. And I like just <laughs> how vague both of those are. You're like, oh, cool. You're not telling me anything. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Uh, it's great. The relationship these two have is phenomenal because neither one of them is being completely honest with the other one. Exactly. So naturally, because they are doing a hunt for a Loki, he's going to put Loki to work. He says, here's a bunch of files. Read these. Find out where you are. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. And Loki finds out where he is. He's pretty good. I like that he tries to, to con this bookkeeper into giving him the history of the TVA and the creation of, of the universe, the beginning of time and the end of time. Classified. She goes full Roz from Monsters, <laughs> Inc. on him. She's like, classified. <laughs> He's like, well, what can you give me? And she just gives him his own file. Which is great. Like, That's it. That's all you can have. I'm a big fan of that. But I like when he's looking through this, he notices this event inquiry file for the destruction of Asgard. And it's like a proper file yeah. of like, this is just a thing on paper. This is a statistic in the sacred timeline. That's all it is. Exactly. It is. It is. It lists out Ragnarok. It lists out the code name Revengers. It lists the 9,700 dead. It sort of hits Loki briefly until it doesn't. You can see the tears in his eyes, but they never fall. He's like, oh, this is fucked. He's like, but wait, this gives me an idea. <laughs> He's going to run to Mobius and say, hey, 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 don't say wow. Listen. <laughs> he says that he thinks superior Loki. That's what I kept calling this Loki. That's what they kept calling this Loki. That he's hiding in an apocalypse. Because no matter what happens in an apocalypse, the timeline won't change. Exactly. That moment was going to happen kind of by a destiny, if you will. It was bound to happen. We need to go to an apocalypse. Have to go to an apocalypse. Because if my theory is right, we can say and do whatever we want. And once everybody's dead, it doesn't matter. Right. And I like how he kind of sets this up, kind of like a Vince Vaughn would in Wedding Crashers, to Owen Wilson. He says, 
just the apocalypse just for a sec to see how it feels pretty much <laughs> yeah that's exactly what they do so naturally they go to pompeii italy 79 a.d oh boy and i now have my new favorite loki scene of all time it's so good <laughs> how could it not be your favorite loki starts talking latin eventually because him and Mobius are talking and they're saying like, oh, well, don't spoil it for them. We got to be quiet. We're just here to observe all these people die, at least honor the dead a little bit, to which Loki jumps onto a horse cart or goat cart or whatever this was, starts speaking Latin. So he does know another language. Yeah. It was goats because they, they had horns. That's the difference, isn't it? Between goats and horses? I'm worried yep. about you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I watched this thing so early with no coffee. I should have just said mammal. This left this mammal cart. <laughs> just spread a wide net. I like that Mobius here is like, do you know any bird calls? Like, we don't want to change anything too much. <laughs> right. <laughs> to which Loki just goes out and starts yelling to everybody about how they're all doomed and nothing matters. You're all going to die. Nothing matters. You're moments from death. I know this because I'm from the future. <laughs> which is nuts in itself. But it turns out that they are looking at the variable machine or whatever it is to see the red line see if it changes at all right and it's not moving loki's right loki has figured it out we have to check the apocalypse is that the plural apocalypses that makes it sound like there's dots after it yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like you had a bunch of literary friends you're like metal band metal band apocalypses that's actually a perfect name for a literary friend group metal band <laughs> for that very specific instance. That's the greatest name you could come up with. So Mobius and Loki are going to go back to the TVA and discuss where they think that this uh, superior Loki, even though uh, our Loki likes to call this Loki lesser Loki. Yeah, but no one else is doing that. No, everybody else is the superior Loki. The Loki that's actually doing the thing that you wish you could do. Exactly. And they're having this conversation about where where this Loki could be hiding. And for whatever reason, Loki's like, hey, what's the deal with the jet skis? That's right, because Mobius has a jet ski magazine on his desk, to which he says, don't touch that. And Mobius just loves the idea of the jet ski. It's the perfect combination of form and function. And Loki's like, have you ever been on one? He's like, no. (laughs) Which is kind of sad. It's very sad. But at the same time, it's not, because this guy is such a believer Yes. And he even said, he's like, yeah, in the early 90s, there's a one thing that came out, perfect form and function. Like, that's what I believe in. I believe that would be a lot of fun. But then he starts explaining the other things that he believes in, that there is chaos and that there is order. Right. You have an argument of free will versus destiny. And he says the timekeepers are really just untangling a timeline. Just fascinating. And it gives me a lot of questions about free will and destiny within the MCU. And I like oh, without a doubt. that Loki actually says, so right here, right now, outside of the sacred timeline, we are the most free. We could do whatever we want. And in theory, that's correct. But at the same time, you have to be existing within the sacred timeline to even experience that thought. Uh, unless the TVA exists outside of the timeline, which it seems it does because the Infinity Stones don't work. But that just raises questions about how does time work in the TVA? In <laughs> See, it's, it's a whole weird thing. And- Mobius even says time works a little screwy within the TVA. Yeah. It's not, not A to B at all. So it's, I don't know, it's so strange. This show keeps itself so open-ended. Yeah. And we'll get there? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But even Mobius says, like, or, or Loki asks, what happens at the end of all of this? Like, what happens to you? Because there has to be an end. And he says, uh, just, you know, the timekeepers will sort out the timeline. They'll finish, and then I won't be needed anymore, and it'll just be peace. Right, so he's pretty much talking about end of life. Yeah. His own mortality outside of being possibly immortal, which is nuts. It's absolutely insane, and boy, oh boy, does it raise so many philosophical questions. It does. So naturally, we have to talk about gum. Yes, that is exactly what we have to talk about. Logical progression there, because Mobius says, Ah, shit, man. I found some gum in France in whatever year it was when the little boy who I showed my magic box to, (laughs) and he didn't didn't even blink at it in the last episode. Remember? 1549? Remember that? We need to go look at the magic gum. So they go and look at the magic gum called Kablooey. Kablooey. It was only sold between 2047 and 2051. I remember it fondly. Same. It's a wonderful time. Those few years where Kablooey was on the market. It was the year that Butterfinger BBs came back. That's why I remember it so well. I'm surprised they waited so long for the BBs, but, you know, I'm glad it finally happened for them. <laughs> it's probably like when the Simpsons got in like, the public domain or whatever. <laughs> so they've narrowed down the timeline. They just need to find an apocalyptic event that happens within those years. And they got one. And it happens in Haven Hills, Alabama in 2050 in a corporate town at a rocks cart. This made me very happy. Your Marvel light bulb should be flashing just like a strobe light at at anything R-O-X-X. Yeah, anything that starts with rocks has to be connected to the Roxxon Corporation. Is this our first Roxxon in the MCU proper? No. We've, Where was the other We've one? gotten a few mentions of Roxxon in the Iron Man movies, so it's been around okay. the whole time. But it's really just in the background, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and here, I mean, it's getting pulled to the foreground. We don't know if it's going to go anywhere, obviously, after this, but here we are. It this seems, is pretty neat. It seems like they're setting up Roxxon for a, a decent come up into the next few movies. I think you're right, and they're setting up a lot of stuff for the next few things. They really We'll are. get there. <laughs> So hitting this town of Haven Hills, Alabama in 2050 is a giant hurricane, and there's lots of people seeking refuge within this rocks cart warehouse store. It's like a Walmart. It's pretty much a Walmart. It might be more like a Sam's Club or a Costco. So you're saying you need a card to get in. Yeah. I like how Loki walks in from the rain into this rocks cart and just instantly dries himself, to which B-15 is just like, What was that? What'd you do? And he's like, magic myself dry so I'm not squeaky shooing everywhere like the rest of you. Amazing. Magic works. Amazing. Magic's great. It's great. Everybody loves magic. There's a little subtle reference there that this boy can do magic. Don't forget, this is Loki. Exactly. As they enter the rocks cart also, we get to see the security room, and the cloaked figure is there setting a timer of some sort. Loki was right. A lot of questions being asked there. Uh, We're about to quickly deliver. Very quickly. I'm so happy they didn't leave this one hanging. They, they didn't at all. They were like, we got to get through this because we only have four episodes left. Well, that was the thing that I thought. I was Because I didn't check the time on this thing at all. While I was watching, I was like, that would be a kick-ass time to stop this episode. And then I was really happy that they didn't. Agreed. But that would be the spot. That spot right there. The ticking clock, you could have just gotten credit. At the right very there. least, Amazing. it's a commercial break. Exactly. Yeah. The TVA team splits up. Uh, Loki and B-15 are paired together because B-15 doesn't trust Loki and thinks Mobius is too too easygoing with him. Right, but Loki also says, I got to prove my worth right. to be part of this team. I get that. I'll go with B-15. That's no problem. He's fine with it. They go off together, and they come across this guy who's shopping 
for plants in the middle of a hurricane. And he like, calls it a hurricane sale. It's <laughs> amazing. 50% off. For azaleas. For azaleas. Come on. And I love right away, B-15 is like, think that's you? And Loki's like, that's ah, probably me. I like that Loki's <laughs> like, I would have worn a suit, but yeah, it could be. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. So B-15 approaches, and the guy touches her, and she becomes all green-eyed, and he collapses. And I like how right away Loki questions, that guy going to be all right? To which... B-15 Loki at this point says, yeah, they usually live. And I like right away, Loki goes, oh, damn it. It's you. Enchantment. That's an interesting trick. Uh-huh. It's a great little line. <laughs> so Mobius and some of the other hunters come across the, the citizens all holed up in the warehouse. Right. And, I mean, they run right to this warehouse, which is nuts because they're from Alabama. <laughs> they should be running away from the storm. And they should just keep on running. Uh, go listen to Forrest Gump Patreon. But they don't do it. <laughs> and I really like here how you get to see kind of how the TVA works because they get a little uh, rough with these citizens. There's one guy in particular who is just an asshole. He really is. He's like that guy who is really tough in Infinity High School. I don't know where TVA officers go. <laughs> Infinity High? <laughs> I was saying, I'm like, oh, God, if he's timeless. And what are we doing here? That means he's always been an asshole. Exactly. I like that Mobius His is destiny like, said that he's an asshole. Mobius is like, hey man, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you being such a dick to these guys? And he's like, they're going to die anyway. Which is nuts. Whoa. They eventually get to the security room and they find Hunter C20, uh, the hostage that the cloaked figure took, tied up and, the, and she's rambling about something. Uh, well, it's real. It's real. That's what it's she It's real. Saying. That's never what you want to hear. You never want to hear. It's what's real. <laughs> Give me more information. But she's she's all whacked out. She does say that she told the cloaked figure how to find the timekeepers, and that's a problem. That's a really big problem. And maybe uh, don't have this person on your team who could just crack that easily. Probably. Well, physically she looks fine, which means she wasn't tortured that way. Right. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know any of this. You have a superior Loki in your head long enough, you're probably going to start to break. Yeah, break is the right (laughs) word. At this same time, Loki and superior Loki, B-15, are walking through the rocks cart, and Loki's trying to recruit superior Loki. This is complicated. It really is. To help him take over the TVA. It's a ballsy move. It is a ballsy move. And B-15's like, nah, bro. I'm much more powerful than you. Look what I'm doing. Look what you're doing. Look at your jacket. <laughs> Are you working for them? You clown. Let's <laughs> go trying to take him down from the inside. Come on. But are you? Are you? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> when you think about it. Uh, naturally, they're going to throw down fisticuffs. Yeah, it's going to happen. Got Jack Johnson and Tom O'Leary right here. That's what Superior Loki says. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Can't use that line. Superior Loki takes over like this big guy. Who, who, you know, you believe he's from Alabama. You would very much believe it. Yes. And uh, they're they're fighting, and Loki's doing some neat stuff with his magic, you know? Uh, I think he summons a Roomba like it's Mjolnir. Yes, he summons a Roomba and uses it as like a shield almost. Yeah. And then he starts going with the old school hose vacuum, right. which is good also. Even older school when you consider this is 2050. That's true. It's an antique. But <laughs> he's still getting his ass kicked because these weapons suck. Yeah, they're vacuums. Wink. <laughs> oh, well played. I didn't even notice he did it. <laughs> I hate me. <laughs> but naturally, since 
Loki's getting his ass kicked. Superior Loki just decides to give up the body of the big man? Yeah, sometimes that's what you do. You know, you're, you're quit while you're ahead. That's what they say. Exactly. But then Loki turns around and he sees the cloaked figure because now he gets to meet this whatever it is face to face. This and superior Loki. At this point, you're just like, take the, take the cloak down. I got to know. Yeah. I got to yeah. know. Take down the hood. Come on. I got to know. And I think now would be a good time to say that last week we asked people to write in, no spoilers, don't put them publicly, but send us a message, send us an email. Our listener, Michael Carlson, sent me a message. He guessed it. Really? He guessed it. And damn it, Michael, good for you. <laughs> I had a feeling. I did. When he said it, it I was, to me, I was like, son of a bitch, I didn't even consider that. And that's got to be it. They were going, they were leaning pretty heavy with, with a certain uh, pronoun in the first episode. And I was like, hmm. It was a possibility that, I mean, I'd never consider. I don't read anything about these shows. It never crossed my mind. Sure. Michael Carlstrom, good work, man. Because it is Lady Loki. It's Lady Loki. It is Sophia fucking DiMartino. It absolutely is. Loki goes, proper Loki, he goes, <laughs> Wait a minute. This isn't the variant I expected. Exactly. This he looks to his side and he sees the reset charge and he goes, ah, so that's <laughs> your end game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought I was a few steps ahead, but now I see. No, you got me here, huh? Exactly. It's kind of like a, a Chevy Chase community situation. If you're not streets ahead, you're streets behind. That's right. And Loki is streets he behind. He is streets behind. So there are stolen charges all over this department Just store. littered around this department and store. And all of them are on top of a tiny little portal. That the TVA uses. So, these charges go off, the portals open, the charges drop through the portals, and you can imagine how bad that is. Yep, they're going all over the timeline and just wreaking havoc. Resetting everything. I love how we get a view at the TVA. People are watching the sacred timeline just branch off, and you could just feel the panic going on Absolutely. There. The guy with the mustache. Yeah. Is that the same guy with the mustache from WandaVision? Absolutely not. Okay. I got mustache blind. Sure. And it happens to the best of us. It was a thick mustache, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was that's one of those, like, if you grew you. that for real, <laughs> bravo, sir. One of the guys says, someone just bombed the sacred timeline. That was mustache. And I was happy they gave him a line. It was a cool line. What a with cool that mustache, line. you deserve it. What a like, way you to deserve put it. the coolest line. If you have a mustache like that, all the lines. Monologue, whole episode. I'll watch. Yeah. Hey, man, with the mustache, tell me all about what happened in this week's Loki. <laughs> oh, God. With Michael Pena? <laughs> just the two of them? Michael Pena could just be saying what's happening, and anytime something, like, blows up plot-wise, he could just say, someone bombed the train set, like Ant-Man style or something. <laughs> someone bombed Pompeii. <laughs> I love it. Guy's got a whole career. You're welcome, mustache man. Mustachioed man. Congratulations on your mustache. As these charges drop through the portals, a big portal opens up, and Lady Loki's going to walk through it. Yep. She's a peace, bro. To which regular Loki, he's just like, I don't know. Should I? Mobius starts running towards him, saying, don't do it. Don't do it. And Loki, without saying a word, does it. He goes through the portal with he Lady Loki. does the thing. And then Mobius is just standing there going, well, shit. Oh, wow. Now what? <laughs> I told you not to say it! And that is the incredibly gigantic cliffhanger that we get at the end of episode two the variant holy hell Man, is that a good that episode. just happened that's how you do it uh, you For get the real. heart in there with a lot of stuff 
you push a very complicated story along by really pacing it well, by not doing just full-blown exposition bombs, but burying the exposition within kind of some jokes, some heartfelt moments, too. Yeah. Oh, that's how you do it. That's good writing. It's solid writing. exactly how it should be And it makes me very happy that this, that... Michael Waldron is also writing Doctor Strange and, and the Multiverse of Madness, which should I be love that. a hint in itself where this is going to lead to. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would say that's pretty safe to say. I think we should just get right into talking about Lady Loki. We should, absolutely. She is incredibly important, and she could be the catalyst to much, much bigger characters. Absolutely. She also might not be Lady Loki. Also true. There's a a whole thing happening online right now where people are talking about the foreign credits, because if you stick around to make sure there's not a post-credit scene like we always do. you should do, as always. You get to the the credits for the other dubs of the episode, and in one of them they list Sophia DiMartino's character as Sylvie. And who would Sylvie be? Sylvie Lushton uh, is a character that actually was imbued with powers by Lady Loki to believe she was an Asgardian when they were revived after Thor did the whole thing and he got rid of the final Ragnarok because it was the ultimate the ultimate joke, the ultimate mischief was to make this person believe that they were an Asgardian so they could be taken away from them at some point. There's so many layers here. So many layers. And I like how we're going like deep Marvel now. Oh, it's extremely deep. We are not doing your like surface level infinity gauntlet anymore. <laughs> right. This is this is Sylvie the Enchantress. Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It's a possibility, but we also know the MCU likes to just take multiple characters and combine them into one, so it could be that too. They do like that as well, and Michael Carstrom, another shout out to him, he said, you know, Sif hasn't been around in a while, and that's the body that he used in the comics. That's true. So, just more options out there. Boy, oh boy. If it is truly Lady Loki, in 2008-2009, Dark Reign, that run, yeah, Lady Loki... She spuds with Norman Osborn. She sure is. And Emma Frost. And Namor. And Dr. Doom. So it's like, okay, you just dropped X-Men and Fantastic Four? It's a lot. That is a lot. And Norman Osborn. Uh, the Spidey Man, too. That's right. It is a lot. So the doors are wide open. The timelines are wide open. I don't know where they could possibly go because... The options now are literally infinite. Infinite, especially once you start introducing variants and that they can exist. And, oh, you can have three different kinds of Spider-Man at once? That's Cool. That's weird. <laughs> it's completely wild. <laughs> what they're doing right now, they're doing like their own heavy lifting just yes. to show how heavy of things they can lift. Do you remember when we were like, Iron Man 2 is the workhorse of world building in the MCU? Oh, no, no, no. That was so long it's a, ago it's now. It's a joke compared to this. Uh-huh. I completely agree. This thing is setting up so much at once. Kevin Feige actually said that this could be the most important Disney Plus show that happens, period. Oh, without a doubt. This thing is going to be a workhorse for the whole phase and probably the next two phases. because Possibly. I have a good feeling they're not getting out of this phase with a resolution. Yeah, that feels, that feels right. Because <laughs> what, the Infinity Saga was three phases? Yeah. So it's possible that could be what they're doing. It's possible. Who knows? That's, Storytelling's funny. That actually, uh, that brings me to the, an email we received this week. We got an email from Michael P.S. Warren. Hi, Michael. And he actually asks us, Dear the Capest of Podcasters, with Marvel expanding into time travel in the multiverse, who do you think the big bad is going to be in the next phase? My guess 
is that it's going to be Kang the Conqueror. Already cast. Already cast. Being in there, so that's a good leadoff. Jonathan Majors. We know he's going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I still have my fingers crossed that it's going to be someone bigger somehow that just hasn't been introduced yet. Bigger than Kang. Like Mephisto, but I'm still riding that train, baby. Man, that is a... You got a, a ticket, didn't you? That you just... I'm punching it. It could be AIM. Could be AIM. Like, that's true. It could be AIM. <laughs> we know that AIM is... I think Kang is, is a pretty big one. I think Kang is the right answer, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you set up Mephisto for like once you bring in Blade and everybody. It could happen also. You never know. Yeah. Blade, Moon Knight. Oh, it's going to get wild once they're in. Ghost I Rider. Can't wait. Absolutely wild. Oh, man. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are you on Team Kang? I am on Team Kang, I think. Yeah. It seems, it kind of seems like the obvious choice. And I also, I think a lot of me is just hoping that they don't just one and done Kang. That would be a travesty. Exactly. If they one and done Kang. So. Michael, I think you're right. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And if you're wrong, I'm going to tear you apart. <laughs> Especially when it turns out it was AIM all aim along. AIM the whole time. <laughs> And they're going to have a musical number at the end of it. And it's just going to be folks in hexagon suits giving middle fingers saying, it was aim all along. I'm going to be there doing a fucking can-can with them. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. Phenomenal. I, I, You know what? I hope you're right, just so I can see you do the can-can <laughs> with the, the aim yellow just suits. Their B suits. <laughs> That'll be great. This was a really fun episode. It was. Oh, man. This is a really fun show so far. I'm really enjoying this. It is living up to all the hype. I really can't wait to find out where we go next week. That's another thing. I feel like they're, they're leaving it very open. Like, it could go anywhere. It could go anywhere. It feels like it's not as much of a guessing game mystery as WandaVision was. Right. It's not as straightforward storytelling as Falcon and the Winter Soldier was. It's a weird, healthy mix between it's, the two. It's found its stride right in the middle. It really has, and I, I really like the way they're pacing this thing out. And six episodes, good for you. That's the way to do it in my mind. Absolutely. Hour longs. Uh, I mean, you look at the the Marvel shows that were on Netflix, and I thought all of them ran longer than they needed to. That's the general consensus so, for the most part. If they had shortened those to six episodes, they'd probably still be on. Probably. <laughs> oh, well. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, too. Even though I think we're going to see Charlie Cox real soon. I think you're right. Guys, thank you so much for coming on this journey with us of Loki. Yeah. Thanks for letting us take a little bit of a break from the movies for <laughs> six weeks to talk about just Loki because it kicks ass and I love it's it. It's phenomenal and it's the highlight of my week and I love Wednesdays now. I do too. But thank you guys just for tuning in every single week. We do it for you guys. We appreciate you guys more than you can possibly imagine. Keep writing in. Don't post anything publicly about anything that happens in the shows. We don't want any spoilers for anyone. Let people enjoy things on their own. Exactly. Send a direct message. You could do it to me personally, Brian personally. You could do it to the Kate Podcasters. Direct message on Facebook. You could send an email to katepodcasters at gmail.com. Just don't do it publicly. Exactly. We love reading out the theories people have based on what they're seeing in these shows. It's part of the fun. It's part of the being a comic book fan, really is having these crazy theories half the time yeah. and just enjoying the ride. This is all about the ride. Exactly. It's cool that we have all of this background lore to pull from all these insane theories. It's amazing. And it's almost a waste if you don't do it. It is almost a waste. You got to enjoy the ride. It's not a binging scenario. You can binge it if you want, but I think that if you just sit back and week to week, 
enjoy it, yeah. talk about it with your buds, have a good time with it. That's what these shows are for. And I absolutely love it. Absolutely. You got anything else, Brian? I do not. Fantastic. Next week, we're talking episode number three of Loki. We'll see you then. Loki.